Welcome to the MLB Extras Kansas City Royals podcast. I'm Anthony Kashervins, joined by Jeffrey Flanagan. So, Jeffrey, I watched uh, the game the other night, the Chiefs game, of course, and uh, it did have it did have parallels to Game Seven of the 2014 World Series, where you know the Kansas City fan base just having its heart ripped out by what, what you know a legend, <laughs> a postseason legend in Tom Brady and Madison Bumgarner. Um, it feels like. Big things are still ahead for the Chiefs next year. I'm calling it right here. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl next year. What do you think? Yeah, you know, uh, I grew up a Packers fan, so I'm sorry. But, I mean, it, it, it's tough, no matter how good you are, as you know, Anthony, to get back, even if you've got the most talent and stuff like that. What Brady and, and Belichick do, I mean, was eight straight title games. I mean, that's just absolutely absurd. And, and that might speak a little bit to maybe how weak the AFC is. But it is so hard. So many things can go against you. Even though, I mean, look, Pat Mahomes is, uh, you know, probably the MVP and uh, a, a stud going forward and everything's great, but uh, you just never know. I mean, injuries happen, all kinds of things. It, it takes a lot of luck and a lot of skill to, to get there. So, yeah, it was a heartbreaking loss for them. Um, but I guess, what, you never bet against Brady and Belichick, right? I mean, it's just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's... It's pretty crazy, but we'll see. Next year, it'll be Chiefs-Browns in the AFC title game. Oh, you, you heard here it here we go. First, but we'll <laughs> um, but no, I, I always thought that was so amazing, the Royals in 2015, because uh, you know, we all, not maybe not poo-pooed it, but you know that their talk in spring training about how we're going to get right back there, and you're in the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay, guys, I mean, how many teams really repeat like that, get back to that stage, and, and come back from a Game 7 loss? And you got to give them credit, man. They did it. But look how many obstacles! Look how many obstacles they faced yeah. the, in the playoffs. I mean, they were dead and done. Game four of the ALDS, they were down four runs in the eighth inning. I'm, I'm, I wrote about this today in the inbox, but I, I was writing the obit for that that season. Like, hey, it was a good try. They came back. They, you know, this team's on the upswing. Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, base hit, base hit, base hit, base hit. It's like going, whoa. And even Game Six of the uh, Championship Series, uh, which I know you were. We were there too, Anthony. Is like uh, how they hung on with Wade Davis, the bases one out, and and still won it. So, uh, yeah, th- th- there's a lot of factors that go into getting that far, and some of it's just luck. Absolutely, no doubt. That was such a, a fun ride in, in 2015. All right, so we're going to talk about the 2019 rotation, Jeffrey. But we can't talk about that without first touching on the news from last week that left-hander Eric Skoglund. Uh, has been suspended 80 games without pay for violation of the Joint Drug Prevention and Treatment Program. This is a guy who was going to compete for the fifth spot in the rotation. Tell us uh, a bit about this news. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a tough blow because, um, you know, he was a, a young left-hander, and they, they, outside of Danny Duffy, they don't have a lot of lefties uh, candidate-wise for the rotation. So that's a big blow. Um, but it's 80 games. It's like what? Jorge Bonifacio went through last year, and um, I, I think the Royals themselves are uh, frustrated from a, a bunch of different levels. But uh, you know, it, it thins out the crowd uh, that they're going to have to compete for that fifth spot. You know, you got Heath Fillmire, who really did well at the end of last year. Jorge Lopez, as you know, uh, almost threw a perfect game in, in Minnesota, uh, and they've got some other young guys like Scott Blewett, uh, Trevor Oaks. Um, um, there's going to be some competition for that fifth spot, but now, obviously, one less guy in Eric Goglin. Yeah, so if the rotation, we had this, this series on MLB.com this week, uh, every team's rotation, if the season started today, what is the Royals' rotation if the season started today? 
Yeah, and, and uh, I'm, I'm taking some grief for this on Twitter, but I, I am a, I am really bullish on Jorge Lopez. I just think uh, he's the guy I mentioned that that almost threw a perfect game. Um, and I've I've said this ten times now, but uh, very early on when when they got him for in the Mike Mustakas trade uh, at the deadline, uh, Al Perez pulled me aside and um, just kind of whispered, "Because look, this kid's got the best stuff on the staff." And that just really stuck with me. Um, and you look at him, he does, he has four pitches that are really out pitches. Um, and I've had some scouts tell me too, that he needs to narrow it down and stop trying to, you know, uh, throw all these pitches, just narrow it down to two, maybe three that are really effective. But I think uh, my guess is right now on January 22nd, whatever it is, he's going to win the fifth spot. I could be completely wrong, but even if he doesn't win the fifth spot, I think he's going to be a valuable piece uh, as a late inning guy. Uh, but, you know, you've got Duffy, you've got Jacob Junis, you've got Brad Keller and Ian Kennedy, uh, probably in the top four spots. Although, and I've mentioned this many times too, is that I think, you know, Ian Kennedy could be a candidate. He's got two years left on his Whopper deal. He could be a candidate as a late inning guy too, because he has command. Um, he's got three pitches that are very good. Um if they want to make that transfer and go with some younger guys in the rotation. But right now, uh, going into spring training, I think he'll be in the top four of the rotation. Then that fifth spot is like up for grabs. And, um, you know, Heath Filmer and Jorge Lopez are probably the top two guys for that spot. Whoever doesn't win goes to the bullpen. But my money's on Jorge Lopez. All right, so competition in the Royals' back end of the rotation in spring training. And on that note, uh, Jeffrey, let's look ahead to spring training out there in Surprise, Arizona. Give me a player, somebody who's got something to prove uh, this spring. Maybe it's someone coming back from injuries, just someone coming off a down year. Who's, who's on your radar as far as something to prove this year? Well, obviously, Jorge uh, uh, Soler. I mean, he's a guy that, that they – you know, traded away Davis for, and they've been waiting for him to stay, get healthy. Um, he was off to a terrific start last year. Uh, in the first two months, uh, it looked like he was going to have a career year, got hurt, didn't play again. Um, and so he's the candidate, but the guy that really uh, intrigues me, uh, and he had a good year two years ago before he got suspended for PED violations, uh, was Jorge Bonifacio. Um, he hit 17 home runs uh, in limited duty uh, in 2017, got suspended last year and was not the same player uh, in the second half last year. I don't know what his numbers were, but they weren't good, maybe 210 average. Um, he was supposed to be the right fielder of the future. So I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with him uh, when we get to surprise in a few weeks. Uh, can he secure that right field job and move Soler to DH? Um, I don't know. He's got options. So he could go back to Omaha, AAA Omaha, and work things out there, as does Brett Phillips, who they also got in the, in the Moustakas trade. But um, if there's one guy, that guy is the most curious to me because, look, two years ago, they thought he could be a 25-homer guy, hit 280, drive in 80, 90 runs, um, and then he just fell off the cliff last year. So interested to see what what's going to happen to him this spring. He was supposed to be the one to break the Balboni record. And then Mike Moustakas went out and did it. So exactly. Who would have thought? Exactly. Yeah. He, you know, he had 17 home runs in basically a half a year. So you thought, whoa, okay, they've got this tremendous power here. Um, and then last year happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I want to pull a couple of questions from your inbox this week. A couple of good ones. Uh, BH at Royals Go asked, do you see Danny Duffy or Ian Kennedy moving to the bullpen? What do you think about that? Yeah, that's something I've been writing about a lot this offseason because um, they're not going to go into spring training. Dayton Morris told me several times they're not going to go into spring training with any preconceived notions about either one of them. But I wouldn't be shocked if, if either one of them struggles in the rotation that and look, they've, they've got bullpen woes, as you know. I mean, they don't have a, a ton of great arms down there. Um, so one of those two, you know, whether it's Kennedy, whether it's Duffy, easily transition as a late inning guy. Duffy did it before and was very good at it. Um, I still think Ian Kennedy's kind of like a Jeff Montgomery. You know, he throws a you know a four seamer about 92, 94, great command. Ian Kennedy's always been a guy who's very good the first time through the order. So maybe you know he amps it up a little bit in terms of, of velo uh, and becomes a, a terrific late inning guy, maybe even a closer. They've got Willow Peralta right now that they resigned, but. Um, I wouldn't be shocked with all the young arms they got that at some point this year they transition Ian to the bullpen. And Zach Hilker asked about, and the Royals have this this pedigree they've established of, of finding these diamonds in the rough, sometimes late in the winter or even during the spring. Um, just, you know, some guys off the scrap heap, so to speak, so to speak and uh, make something of it. So he, he cited Chris Young and, and Chen Min Wang, uh, that kind of deal, the spring training. Do you see something like that this spring where they, they grab a guy and, and find something that works? Oh, absolutely. That's what they're famous for. You know, you talk about Ryan Madsen, too, and Joe Blanton. They're very good at that. And they they, they recently signed Michael Yanoa, uh, who you know was a, a top prospect in, in the A's organization not that long ago, got traded the White Sox. Uh, he's only 27. He kind of like faded out of, of, of that system, too. And uh, they're going to take a chance on him. With, he's got mid to high 90s fastball. Who knows? Uh, and it, it, he's not alone. They're going to continue. I talked to Dayton the other day and he said they're pretty much at their limit payroll rise uh, wise, which will be about 90 million. So uh, that's who they need to find. They need to find someone that you or I have, have forgotten about completely. Uh, and all, Oh, he, he hasn't pitched for like three years. Okay. Now he's pitching again with the Royals and, and that's what, <laughs> and they'll probably find at least two or three guys like that uh, sometime in February or March. And one last one, Jeffrey. Brian Larson wants to know about Brad Keller. Do you expect big things from Brad Keller or the dreaded sophomore slump? This was guy who was obviously a, slump, a really yeah. nice, uh, nice piece of their 2018 rotation. Yeah, I, I, I actually think uh, he's still on the upswing. I don't think he, by any stretch he peaked last year. Uh, I don't know what his ceiling is. I mean, he got better uh, as the season wore on. He got more swings and misses. Um, his sinker is uh, incredible. Um, his four-seam fastball is incredible. He, he, he's just learning. He's only 20, I guess he's 23 now, but um, I, I think he's going to emerge into one of the best power pitchers in the American League. Um, he, doesn't have, he doesn't do it by having to throw 99, uh, just that heavy, heavy ball that he throws. Um, and I, I, I don't think there's going to be anything like a sophomore slump. Matter of fact, I think he's going to get even better. All right, good stuff as always from our friend Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, thanks for doing this. Thanks, Anthony.